This is Rights at Risk, a podcast from the World Organization Against Torture. We explore human rights through stories from the front lines and analysis from experts. I'm your host, Claire Marie Germain. Since the Taliban takeover, human rights violations against women and girls have mounted steadily. Since then, the country has spiraled into economic and society-wide chaos. And now the Taliban's treatment of women and girls is again a central issue. I wasn't afraid of being killed. I was afraid of being captured alive. The women of that country, we don't exist. We are erased. Do you know what that feeling is? Since the Taliban came to power, women have been their main victims. Their entire lives are controlled, from the right to education, to work, and to dress how they want. Freshta Hakimi is an Afghan human rights defender. She tells us how she fought for her life and had to flee her country to survive. It was hard being a girl in a main-dominant society like Afghanistan. I believe that it is one of the reasons that has inspired me to work for women's rights. We are all human, but you cannot do this, and a boy can do that. If you see these things from the very beginning and you face it every day, you want to change it. Afghanistan is one of the worst countries to live in in the world if you are a woman. Afghan society was patriarchal even before the Taliban came to power. Freshta's youth was marked by a drama deeply rooted in her status as a woman. It was a tragedy losing my father while I was a child. After my the death of my father in the very first week, I remember people coming and fighting to, with my mother and saying like, you have to marry someone to look after you and your children. Um, they were giving themselves the right to choose our destiny because simply we did not uh, have a man in our, in our family anymore. At the very first week when my father passed away uh, we were still in in the shock we were still in the trauma i was 12 years old and i remember people coming and asking for my hand talking to my mom and threatening her either you give your children to us or we go to the taliban and they will attack your home i faced the threats from 12 years old and until the day i left afghanistan <laughs> I remember uh, even after that, while I was studying in the, at the university, while people were finding out that I don't have a father, they were threatening me. Either you come with us or I, I can do whatever I, I want simply because I'm a man. And these threats were growing, becoming stronger day by day, every day. And at the end, I had no chance but to surrender. I was left with no options. For the sake of my family, I had to be engaged to someone I haven't seen before and I didn't know. I fought for, I don't know, 20 years, but I couldn't fight more. I was just a, a young girl and I had no one else standing by my side. 
Afghanistan's teenage girls are being forced into a future they don't want, marriage to older men. For most, it's the only future their families see in Afghanistan. At the age of 19, I got engaged. I didn't meet him until the day of the ceremony. I had no idea who he is, how old is he. I didn't want to get married. I couldn't believe that it's me engaging to a person who I don't know, who I haven't seen. But everything got worse day by day. I found about their addiction habits. I found about another wife. I found about uh, their family status, that they, they had like connections in the government and I could not separate from him. They wanted me to get into marriage, but uh, yeah, then I didn't want to get married. They even took me to a government office by force and tried very hard to get me to sign the papers. My family speak with them. We were like negotiating very peacefully, all they were violent. They even threatened to kidnap my sister. I remember I went to police officers and they were like just saying that, yeah, I know your situation. Most women are like, facing these things but we cannot simply do anything no one could help me at that time the threats against freshta escalated until one day her husband's family decided to put their words into action i went to buy some grocery from the streets my former fiance's father he was in a car with the driver and they just hit me with the car It was just a matter of two or three seconds that I looked in their eyes and um, I saw them and I thought like, I knew that something is gonna happen to me. But um, I had no idea that they are that much ruthless and that much careless that they could run a car over me. And one side of my body was like all covered in bruises and my neck and my hand and my leg and everything was in pain. Taliban forces entered the heart of the Afghan capital, Kabul, today, the culmination of a rapid advance and retaking of control almost exactly two decades after they were ousted from power. I remember they took Kabul uh, at, at night at around 6 or 7 o'clock and uh, the whole night we could hear their cars and uh, screams uh, and their voices on the streets. They were also thieves coming to, they were taking people's car and like it was, it seemed like the end of the world. People were taking what they had and they were just going to the airport to get a chance maybe to flee the country. I remember from the first day that I started professionally as a human rights defender, I remember people saying to me that, do you want to be killed or something? Are you crazy? Are you mad? Why are you working there? When the Taliban took over the country, I was crying the whole day. We had to leave our home and change our address. They were all threatening me. So this is why I had to leave with my family. Afghans are thronging to Kabul's airport, desperate to get on planes and leave the country at any cost. 
on the very first day after that in the morning a group of Taliban uh, came to our building we didn't know what's happening and they were just saying this Allahu Akbar and they were just coming with their guns there were a good like 20 something people like they were looking for us I got the call from reception. He just screamed, they are coming for you, run. And we simply just left everything and we didn't even get to lock the door. We, it was me, my sister, my brother, and it was early morning. So I remember my brother was still sleeping because he was a child and we just took him and we rushed and we escaped from the back door. We were constantly changing addresses. OM City helped us to flee the country. OM City supported us financially because we left our home in such a hurry that we couldn't even get some clothes for us. For the period that we were even waiting for our visas in Pakistan, we couldn't pay for our rent, the hotel rooms and food and everything. So if it wasn't for OM City, maybe I couldn't be alive today. Yeah, I'm I'm finally here. I can breathe now. I, I, I'm safe. My mom is always thankful that we are in Belgium, not in any other part of the world, because she loved the weather of Kabul. We were living and Brussels is like, maybe it's destiny or something, but it's the same, almost same weather. Uh, <laughs> it's a great place for us and my family is just adapting. I can continue my work here. I can speak and my voice is being heard here because of all these EU organizations and human rights organizations that they are there, there. Afghanistan is now the only state in the world that would deny girls their full right to education. Country is being held hostage as a whole. Not hundreds, not thousands, but millions of women and children are being held hostage by Taliban and are pleading for assistance. These are the most difficult times for women. They cannot wear whatever they want, even go to school, they cannot work or even go outside without a male companion. Do you understand what this means? This is a clear message from Taliban stating that they do not regard women as human beings. I want the world to hear us. And my message to Afghan women and girls, please do not lose hope. Me and thousands of other human rights defenders, we are here for you. Do not lose hope. I just... Uh, want to close our conversation with a beautiful poem by Sadi Shirazi, uh, who, who was a, a 13th century Persian poet. It kept me going on even in the darkest hours of my life. I would like to just read it out loud for everyone, especially for women in Afghanistan. Human beings are members of a whole, in creation of one essence and soul. If one member is afflicted with pain, 
other members uneasy will remain. If you have no sympathy for human pain, the name of human you cannot retain.